What's up, guy? Fuck you. Do you gotta make noise right when I go to start, or is it you did that on? Purpose? I put my phone down. Just go ahead. I'll go when I feel like it. How about that? Okay. You should really change your Skype picture. You're pretty ugly. So are you. What do you mean? Stupid ass mustache that's not even like filled in all the way in the middle because you're like a fetus and the dumb hat and like and you think you're a badass. everybody jp back on skype for netflix and chill episode number nine which is going to be our featured review of we are the flesh mexican horror film joining me as always is carly what up homie not much how are you doing I'm doing okay, but uh, I was a little bit bummed out that how this episode was coming together because we really don't have much content, especially after yeah. the last episode where we had <laughs> so much content, and this episode we're only going to talk about a few things, and uh, the featured review, of course, We Are the Flesh. Um, we're kind of up in the air about how to really do this show. Like We don't really understand... Um, our thoughts really like which are kind of like well how should we do this like should we look for things that match or should we just kind of be all over the place um we'll find a format eventually but for now we're kind of just winging it and we kind of lost all flow of release dates um so <laughs> i think we. Yeah, need i don't to even remember like i don't even know how to get back on track like i forget which week would have been the right week and if we're doing this bi-weekly anymore or what we're just kind of winging it yeah, I know, and um, I think that for for right now, until we get back on a permanent schedule, I think we'll probably try to do one every, like, 14 to uh, 20 days-ish, you know, just kind of um, every two to, to two and a half weeks, we'll have one out, and we'll just go with that. We're already on episode nine, which is pretty cool, but uh, yeah. we kind of, uh, like... It, it, on one hand, I want to review, like, more than one thing, but I, I find kind of a difficult time, like, ske- like fitting it into, it's like a puzzle, like, how do we fit it into the episode, like, should there be a theme, should there not be a theme, like, last time we did three baby movies, which was really cool, but, like, this time, like, how do you match something with We, <laughs> we Are the Flesh, you know? Yeah. And we kind of I kind of dropped the ball a little bit. We were gonna watch another film, and I didn't I didn't get to it. But y- you did. But I did watch two other things that I'll talk about that were streaming. So, um, oh yeah, we do have sort of uh, we do have a few things that are going on, but just not th- together. <laughs> yeah, we we only watched one film uh, together, but the other stuff that we're gonna talk about is we watched on our own time. Yeah. So, I feel like we should do this okay obviously always have a featured review and if we can find something that matches with it we can cover other things as well uh other than that maybe we can do like other co-reviews where i'll be like hey watch ghost watch and then we both watch that and then we can talk about that as well um 
And then we can also do like challenges. Like I have a challenge for you that I'm going to announce in a little bit. But oh boy. I think that um, we have the featured review and then we have the whole beginning part is just talking about streaming stuff that we watched essentially. And maybe we watched it together. It'll be a co-review or we watched it solo. It'll be a single review. And that's kind of how we'll do this this show. So attempt to watch a few streaming things every show. We'll try to watch ones, you know, the same thing, but not all the time. And we'll kind of go with that. And we'll kind of keep our... I think the featured review should be like a Netflix, a new Netflix film. It should always be something new. But yeah. the old, the, uh, you know, non-featured review can be anything. It can be, it can be something new, old, something, uh, you know, TV show wise. It, it could kind of be whatever. That's kind of where I think we're floating on this. And, um, I think that, I, I think that I kind of think that that format will work the best. Uh, I still do want to watch like some mystery science theater and, Maybe that could be, like, the challenge, like, for me or whatever. Like, hey, watch, like, you have to watch that whole season. So every time, you you know, like, keep up on that or whatever. I don't know. Or it could be yeah. something else. Um, but my challenge that I'm issuing to you, which I thought would be pretty interesting. Are you ready for it? I think so. <laughs> okay. So Netflix has an exclusive series a Netflix original series that aired like two years ago. And it is called Making a Murderer. And I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorite TV experiences of all time. It, it's such a well-done show. It isn't directly like horror because it's like true crime. But it is true crime, which is very horrific. And I challenge you to watch one episode per podcast. So I believe there are... 10 episodes if I'm not mistaking have you ever heard of Making a Murderer I've heard of it but don't really I've never watched it or anything how long are the episodes like an hour yeah yeah cool yeah I think I could manage okay so at least one episode per podcast but you can do two if you want and because it's two two weeks between shows so yeah uh, I challenge you to do that, and every week I expect you, or every time we record, I expect you to report back and say, okay, I watched episode one of Making a Murderer, here are my thoughts, and then I'll talk to you a little bit about it as it's going on, And because I, I think that it'll be interesting to get your impression on the case, because it's a very, very interesting case, so... That you that's your challenge so i want you to come back every week and and tell me or every two weeks and tell me what you think and then we'll get a chance to talk about that show a little bit and i'm gonna suggest that you don't do anything uh in terms of uh, research do not look up any information about the show do not read any reviews just kind of go in blank okay sounds good to me all right and this is all part of my master plan to get you to not watch movies yeah, I was. I could tell. Don't worry. I know you're a loser. You're a sore loser, and you have to like make up little traps because you have to always get ahead. But and you know what? I don't play that game. I don't do it that way. Like I'm fair and square. So you just what? lose legitly. No, no. I can. I can still keep up, but it's like I'm trying to like swim to the top, and you're trying to just push me back under. You know. 
So what? To explain to the listeners what I'm even talking about. Okay, so ever since I met Mr. JP, well, not since I met him, but like at the start of, that would have been 2016, I guess, we decided to start competing over how many movies we watch per year. So starting January 1st up until December 31st, whoever has watched the most movies has to like take something away. And this is only horror movies too, by the way. They have to take something away from the other person that they adore and love and need to survive, you know, all that. So we basically keep a list, each of us, of all the horror movies that we watch and the ratings. It could be seasons of TV shows as well. Yeah, which counts then, as one point. So you will get one point by the time you finish making a murderer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then we tally them all up at the end, and whoever wins, wins, and whoever loses, sucks. Yeah, so I'm going to take away her microwave if I win, because for six months, actually, because... She uses that thing way too much, and, and it's unhealthy. And she's lazy when it comes to cooking, so fuck that noise. And I'm going to take away all of his energy drinks because um, he needs those to function, and I figure that he'll do poorly at work, get fired, and become homeless, and then that'll be part of my evil plan to destroy him. Yeah, ass. But <laughs> except for you can't win because my total tally right now is at 104 compared to your like 80 something i'm at uh, 96 now i'm about to be at 96 i was watching a movie before we started recording but i paused it so i have like 12 minutes left i wish i wouldn't have got this ps4 because now that's gonna distract me not only did i get a ps4 but it came with like 10 games (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i know i feel like i'm not allowed to get any other hobbies because of this like i feel like i should always be watching a movie so uh, my coworker gave me a PS4 that didn't work, but I fixed it and now <laughs> I have a PS4. So that was really cool. Uh, Carly is actually going to be doing something that I challenged her to do this, this, uh, upcoming couple weeks too. Um, but it's not Netflix related. It's not streaming related. So I'll just mention it, but you're going to be watching the alien flicks for the very first time. Oh uh, yeah. Forgot about that. Cause we have to go see the new alien, which comes out in like a week so you have to get watching the old ones so you know what the hell's going on right right and you can buy them at walmart so yeah i gotta go you should Mm -hmm. do that today or tomorrow i was going to today but i got lazy but i'll watch i will watch them like i mean i do want to see the first two at least because everyone talks about them but it's just like that popular movie that I never had interest in just because... Well, it I has a few things going against it for you. One, it's called Alien, which to you that <laughs> sounds stupid. Two, you know that it's set in space, which also to you sounds stupid. Three, you've heard that they're a little action-y, which also sounds stupid to you. So it has all these things going against and it. And also, like, it's, I think it's because it's so like mainstream. Like, There's actually a ride at Disney World with a part from Alien in it, and I'm just like... I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I guess it is like the action vibe too. It's kind of like with like Terminator or something. Like I just don't really care enough. I'll give you a little, well, first of all, let's not insult Terminator here, but second (laughs) of all. I I like Terminator too. I did like that. I don't even think I saw the first Terminator though. So, so 
Alien is very much like a slasher film. The first Alien, so at least you should enjoy that. It's just a slasher, but with an alien, an alien, and <laughs> and uh, the second one is very action oriented, which is why I don't really like it. Yeah. But then the third one, I think, brings it back to horror a little bit. Uh, and then I've never seen the fourth one, and I love Prometheus. It's not really an alien movie per se, but it is damn good. All right. I mean, I'll give them a shot. <laughs> this gives me a reason to at least. Yeah. Be forced into it. <laughs> <laughs> so um t- i figured i would start by talking about the two things that i watched on streaming this week and uh i watched both of them between two night like i watched one yesterday and one the night before yesterday so um these movies are something and what the two movies are is mortal kombat from the year 1995 and Mortal Kombat Annihilation from the year 1997, I believe. Oh, man. So Mortal Kombat, to tie into the video games, was a video game series that existed in the uh, early 90s, I believe, and still to this day. I was a huge fan growing up playing Mortal Kombat. It's actually probably one of the very first games I ever played on the Sega Genesis um, and period. Uh, I, I it could be, no, I think Sonic is the first game I played, but Mortal oh, yeah. Kombat is one of the first games that I played 100. Um, percent My stepdad like had all all three of them, and you know I, I played them a lot as a kid, and then I even played them on the PlayStation with Mortal Kombat trilogy, and then when that Mortal Kombat uh, on the 360 came out a couple years ago with um. It was like the remake. I, I got that one too, and and that was really fun. So um, back in 1995, with the success of the video game, they actually created a movie, and it it's it's pretty cool, honestly. Like a lot of people give it shit, but it's it's a pretty fun movie. It is PG-13 because they knew they had to capitalize on all those kids uh, going out there to see the movies. Um, <laughs> that were playing the games, even though the games, uh, I, I think the Mortal Kombat games were partially responsible for the, um, like ESRB or whatever, the ratings board, um, video game ratings board. And yeah, so, so, uh, they're very controversial. So it was pretty interesting that they made a movie that was targeted towards kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically it, it, it centers around, uh, Shang Tsung who is like the villain and basically there's a tournament called Mortal Kombat and after uh, you lose like 10 Mortal Kombats the world basically like ends or the bad guy can take over the world or whatever so all the like best martial artists in the world are invited to this tournament where they are trying to defeat the evil and you know save the earth um and you have like Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, Johnny Cage is like your protagonist, along with Princess Katana, and then your villains. You have like Sub Zero and Scorpion and Kano and Goro, and of course Shang Tsung, uh, as well as I think reptiles in here too. And it's it's basically a martial arts flick, but it has a lot a lot of <laughs> no, don't probably rolling her eyes. I'm cringing, <laughs> the cringe. Um, it does have a lot of like dark stuff to it. Like there's like that like 
like Scorpion and Sub Zero are definitely dark characters, and Goro is like a straight monster, dude. Like you know what I mean? And like they're stealing souls and stuff. Like it's 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 action oriented, but I think that it does walk the line of like horror. Like the games were even lumped in as horror games. Like when you look right, at like right. horror game lists and stuff, because it's you know the fatalities and the blood and guts and ripping spines out and stuff. Um, that doesn't happen so much in the movie, but there's definitely, you know, like I remember even as a kid back in 95, when I seen this, I was like four years old. I remember seeing Scorpion when he, his head turns into the skull and they like cut his head off and stuff like that used to scare me. Um, so yeah, I, I I do think that there, there's a little bit of horror up in here. Yeah, you know. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the flying, the flying Dutchman and SpongeBob. That's kind of scary. So can I just watch that entire like series and count that too? No. No. Uh, okay. I thought that's how this worked. <laughs> just any little scary thing, right? Um. Okay. I, like I will admit that Mortal Kombat is not horror, but yeah, I will say that it that it is like in the realm of. Like, if people like horror, they'll probably like Mortal Kombat, too. Um, because it's dark, and it has, like... Yeah, it's cool stuff, man. Oh, Damn it. Man. I can't... Def- I can't. <laughs> it's so hard. Shut. You're embarrassing yourself. Come on. <laughs> I will... Like, I would admit, I, like... I now accept thriller and science fiction into the, like, horror collection. Like, I will put those on my shelves if I get them, but, like... If you're talking about like fantasy action slash um, martial arts, well, and the word isn't even in like none of those okay. words are even in it, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. According to IMDb, the genre is action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi, thriller. So sci-fi and thriller helped my case a little bit. Are you sure? I swear I looked it up last night and it did not say all that. Yes, it it says those exactly those five. Okay, I guess. <laughs> So Mortal Kombat, uh, it's, I think that it's really cool. Um, I, I'm a little bummed that they like, I kind of wish they would have, uh, like branched out a little bit more and like incorporated more of the storyline from the games and stuff and more of like how, like they do have a lot of the characters like Kano and, um, Sub-Zero and Scorpion and stuff, but I feel like they didn't do all the characters justice and that like i don't know like sonya blade's kind of a lame character to me a little bit like she i don't know like some of them are like a lot of them are actually kind of lame like it doesn't feel like they should be like the best martial artist like how the hell is sonya <laughs> blade like this police officer like one of the best martial artists in the world like it, it seems ridiculous and and silly um i don't know shang sung is very lame as a villain he's way too much like mustache twirly and not as sinister as he should be. He's kind of like a uh, he's kind of like a pussy for lack of a better word because he's like trying to take all these easy way outs and I know it's supposed to um showcase like the villain being like snaky and like cheating and stuff but like at the same time you have to have your villain like threatening and and like the whole yeah. time you never feel like you always feel like he's scared of like Luke Hang so it's like it, it kind of takes away the the power a little bit um goro was great dude like i i think that's one of the coolest things about this movie goro looks so good it's way better than what you could do with cgi and he's like freaky man 
Goro is scary, and I, I like I love the mythology behind like Mortal Kombat. It has like tons of uh, cool like like hidden stuff that throughout the games and and shit. Like like what the hell is Goro? Like he's from like this under subterranean. Like he's like a prince of some subterranean like kingdom or something. It's pretty cool, but they they do mention that in the movie, which is neat. Um, it's it's pretty solid. I think I gave it about a seven out of ten. So I, I really like Mortal Kombat from '95. Now Mortal Kombat Annihilation from '97. Oof, boy, this one, this one is really dumb. Like it it it, it it's like mind numbingly dumb. Like there's so many characters and there's cool moments in it, and like there's so many characters in it that they don't have time to spend with each of the characters. Like I feel like there should be like this some kind of director's cut or something that explains a little bit more. Like when Sonya finds like Jax, like it's like okay, like how why is she here? Like how did she get here? Like how did why is Jax there? How did she know Jax? It's like doesn't make sense. And this one just start picks up right where the last one left where like they broke uh now it features Shao Kahn as the villain and he like broke the rules of Mortal Kombat and like merged the two worlds. So like there's these underground like hamster balls that like let you get anywhere in the world really fast it's really Mm. dumb and this one to me is just a very very like step down in terms of just it's just stupid like the movie just feels dumb like the characters do dumb things like they they just sound really dumb and i don't know like raiden's awful in this one like how he was like a wise like cool dude in the first one but in this one he's like a dumbass and Mm. um uh, i don't know man it's it's a it's a weird one uh, I, I don't really like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I did when I was a kid, but it just it just it just feels like it's wasted potential. So uh, I only gave that one five. It's average. Damn. So those are my two streaming watches, which uh, people are probably going to be like, "What the hell, dude? Why are you doing <laughs> Mortal Kombat on your goddamn horror podcast?" <laughs> yeah, what a disgrace. Yeah, so I have no idea what. Watch? You... Oh, oh, what was he going to say? I was just going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. I know nothing about Mortal Kombat, even the game. So You never played Mortal Kombat? No, I never did. What in the hell? (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. So, what did you watch? Did you watch something that was horror? I mean, all I watched was The Devils. For one thing, it seems like if we're not, like doing planning for a show, when I'm watching Netflix, I'm not watching horror. Like, I'm watching, like, comedy crap it's because so, we're collectors yeah like i hate like i like to get my collection knocked off and fill my shelves more than like just look it up online but um anyway i did watch the devils which was on shutter and now we had planned to watch, this. watch this yeah yeah but because this is up- uh ken russell's film and and the reason this was significant i think we talked about this in an early episode is this was the first release of like the most uncut version of the film that exists um Uh it's like the like the closest to like the director's cut or whatever because apparently it was always cut in its in its previous releases so yeah just throw that out there interestingly enough the genres have it as biography drama and history it doesn't even say anything for like on here yeah but like it actually is yeah (laughs) anyway Um, I'll just read the synopsis off of IMDB real quick. And it is, 
In 17th century France, Father Grandeur seeks to protect the city of Loudon from the corrupt establishment of Cardinal Richelieu. I don't know how to say that. Hysteria occurs within the city when he is accused of witchcraft by a sexually repressed nun. Damn it, this was nun exploitation and I missed it. Yeah, honestly, you pro- you probably would have been better to review this one than me cuz like I don't really like movies set like 17th century France and like the olden times like I just can't really get into them. You don't like period pieces. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um Yeah, this one took me like a couple days to watch. It's a pretty long movie for one thing. It's like 100 in 12 minutes, and um, I'm not really big on really long movies either, unless they're, like, something I'm really, really interested in, but, I mean, for what it was, like, it had some, like, shocking moments, like, with the nuns and things like that, and it actually stars Oliver Reed from Burnt Offerings, and I didn't realize that until, like, halfway through, because he's got, like, a beard in this movie, so I thought that was pretty cool, because he... I've never seen him in anything else, and Burnt Offerings is one of my favorite horror movies. But, uh, yeah, I really don't know much of what to say about this movie. It was kind of hard. What's happening in it? Like, basically, this grandeur guy is, like, you know, a past uh, minister, and, like, he's doing kind of, like, corrupt things, and then there's, like, a nun. She's, like, a hunchback, like, she had really bad scoliosis, so she, she like, no, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't, look, I don't look at that when I'm watching these movies, I'm a girl, she, I mean, she, like, has a hunchback, like, she's, like, leaned, it's kind of creepy, actually, like, when she walks, but, um, and she has, like, these sexual fantasies about this minister, and she wants him to become, like, the new, uh, play- person for their, uh, church, because, just because she likes him, basically. But then they end up sending some other guy over, and the uh, guy marries, like... Or the minister, like, marries some other chick, and then the nun's, like, all pissed off. And then, like, basically the witchcraft... The guy gets... The minister gets accused of witchcraft. And, uh... Shit, like, gets out of control. And, I mean, I don't want to say... So, does anything too crazy much. happen in the movie? Yeah, like there's some they're doing like a exorcist type deal with the uh nun with the hunchback because of they find out like they think like she convinces them that the minister is making her be sexually attracted to him because obviously she's a nun and that's not supposed to be happening. She's not supposed to be thinking those thoughts. So she kind of like throws him under the bus and then like they're trying to like do an exorcism on her and then like all the other nuns start like going crazy and all this crazy stuff. I mean, I watched this like couple, I don't even remember when I last watched this. So it's kind of fuzzy in my memory, but, um, hold on. Let me look up my, I don't even remember what I rated this one. Sorry guys. I suck. (laughs) Yeah. I gave it a, I mean, I gave it a 6 out of 10 for what it was, but, like, I'm sure other people would appreciate this one a lot more than me. It just really wasn't my taste in film. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I guess I do. I was, you guess or yeah. you know? 
I don't know. It doesn't sound that cool to me. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, yeah. crazy and, like, all kind of nuts stuff happening. And It's crazy for, like, like, I guess, like, the religious, like, aspects of it. Like, nuns going, like, nuts and doing, like, un- nun-like things and yeah, stuff like that. That's what's you the know best what I mean? thing ever. I love nunsploitation because of that reason. Because, like, yeah. nuns are supposed to be these holy people who don't like do anything bad and then all yeah. of a sudden they're like having sex and fantasizing yeah. and, and I'm not like masturbating and stuff. I'm not saying like everything that happened either. Like I'm just saying like I'm not gonna go into detail about the crazy like things because if you want to watch it like I don't want to just give away every little detail. Mm-hmm. So it is like I'm probably describing it poorly but it was a little bit crazy in some parts. Okay so only a 6 out of 10 huh? Yeah, for me anyway. All right. Well, I might get back to you on that one. Maybe I'll watch it for the next show. And, yeah. And give my opinions on it. Th- there's so many Shutter exclusives out right now that I want to get to. Like they they have Ghost Watch up on there, which is pretty cool because that never had a release and stuff. And and they just got uh, a new flick called Always Shine, I think. And th- there's a there's a bunch of cool like little little exclusives out there right now and and i think netflix just got some new horror films too so like there's so much stuff that i want to cover yeah still yeah yeah we'll get to that but uh one of the shutter exclusives that we decided to cover uh now is we are the flesh from the year 2016 but got its official release in 2017 it did have a festival circuit in 2016 it made a few top 10 lists i do remember uh it being of note and i wanted to see it because everybody who talked about it just kept talking about how like crazy it was so mm-hmm. i decided to pick with my pick we are the flesh and yes. this film is directed and written by emiliano rocha Min- minter Sound right? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. We're um, always nailing it with the pronunciations on this show. It is a Mexico slash France co-production, and it is, of course, uh, spoken in the Spanish language. And yes. this movie had a $400,000 budget, and it has a runtime of 79 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... You want to read that IMDb description, or should I? Uh, you should. I had it pulled up. Damn. I mean, I had the shutter. I had the shutter description pulled up instead. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, after wandering a ruined city for years in search of food and shelter, two siblings find their way into one of the last remaining buildings inside they find a man who will make them a dangerous offer to survive the outside world so that's an interesting description um i actually didn't watch this on shutter i actually do own a blu-ray copy of it uh thanks to arrow video um but i I do know that it is streaming on shutter and it is a shutter exclusive which is where you watched it correct yes correct and what did you know about We Are the Flesh? Um, once again, nothing. I try to go in blind with the ones that were going to be, like, the featured reviews that we do just to be, like, surprised by it. I mean, I did read the synopsis. Whenever it's your pick, I do tend to read the synopsis. So besides that, that's all I really knew about it. 
Yeah, I uh, I knew a little bit because I did hear people talk about it during the end of the year shows. Like I th- I think I, the first time I heard about it was on Shockwave's top ten of 2016 show because they do include festival circuit films, um, which oh, yeah. we do not. So this is actually technically eligible for 2017, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, we are the flesh. It's it's a very very odd movie. Uh, it starts off with this guy in like a dilapidated building in which he's making like gasoline and then he yeah. sends it under this like wall with like a kite string um which is i think i think i think that's what they call it in prison um it's like a system in which you like pull things across the room with like strings and I think that's kind of what he was doing through the wall there. And then he gets sent. What does he get sent back? Like eggs or something? Yeah. It's some sort of weird thing. That whole beginning was so like right off the bat. It was just so like, what the heck is happening? Mm -hmm. So your first impressions are okay. Like he's in some sort of post-apocalyptic setting where there is like, you know, just, this dystopian future or at least we assume we assume it's like the future um and basically in comes two teen teen, i would say teenagers yeah they're supposed to be i think pretty young teenagers yeah so uh they find their way into this building in which uh this guy sort of allows them to stay with him and uh, they begin constructing <laughs> sort of like a They're... cocoon almost. Yeah. Um, it's like a concu- cocoon made out of like like desks and like, you know, chairs and, and different wooden objects that's thrown throughout the building. They're just like taping it all together with like yeah, duct it's, tape. It's like one of those weird things where it's like, if you look at it logically, like, okay, where would they get this massive amount of tape? You yeah, know what I mean? like, it, you would need to I be thought. in a tape factory to be able <laughs> to have this much, like, scotch tape. And, yeah. but it's one of those things where you just, like, okay, like, I'm just, I think you just accept that they have tape for some reason. Yeah, um, no questions. And they start building this, like, cocoon like structure out of this tape and wood. And to me, I'm not sure about you, but to me, it reminded me of a womb. Yeah, yeah, I got that vibe. Um, I don't know if you the cover of the movie looks like it's supposed to be like the womb too, or like the inside of a body. Yeah, so there is so that, like, and there mm-hmm. is, I think like there's a lot of like subtextual stuff involving that. Especially yeah. the very end of the film without spoiling anything. I took it, I think there's multiple ways you can take it, but I kind of took it like it's kind of exiting a womb as well. Yeah. Into like yeah. the real the real world and like the daylight and stuff. Like I, it's, I don't know what that means though, because <laughs> this movie, um, if it doesn't sound weird yet, it gets very more weird Oh, man. And basically, from what I'm getting out of it is this guy is 
uh, like just some sort of like <laughs> um demented like lunatic like just disgusting pervert. pervert who is like just down to just be like as fucked up as possible yeah he don't care and he basically convinces the uh two teenagers who we find out are brother and sister yeah to um have sex uh it's it's an incestual relationship and mm-hmm. I, I made, I think I made the joke before on here that I, I love things that have incest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's been brought up multiple times, actually. <laughs> Just because it makes me cringe so much, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was so gross. Like, I had like a face of just pure cringe for like a solid like twenty minutes. I swear, throughout this whole film. And this film one actually point. features completely. Um, unsimulated sex so so there's like there's actual sex going on in this film blowjobs like vagina eating um it like inter i'm pretty sure you even see like full-blown intercourse yeah i mean i'm sure you've seen a lot of um crazy shit in your time but like this is the most like porno looking horror movie i've ever watched where like you just see everything have you ever seen a movie that had uh non-simulated sex in it um not that i know of like i might have yeah i mean like not that i really can think of unless like there was and it just wasn't as obvious as this movie is being but yeah this movie was pretty like in your face with that Mm-hmm. So, so the girl in the film. Do you know her name? Oh God, I can't wait. No, I don't remember any of their names actually. Um, <sighs> was it Maria? I thought it was something weird. Yeah, I can't. I'm trying, remember. I'm trying to look it up on IMDb. It doesn't even say. <laughs> no, it. I... Oh, it might have been Maria. I don't know. No, it doesn't even have a name for them yeah. when you look huh. it up. Brother and sister, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the chick seems to be like way more down with what's happening than the guy. Yeah, definitely. The guy's like kind of like freaked out by it and like, um, what's the name of the guy that they're living with? It says Mariano. Yeah, I think that is him, actually. Yeah, I don't remember there even being... I don't remember, like, any names being said in the actual movie. That's why I'm, like, confused. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was, like, boy number one, girl number two type deal. Uh, yeah, so Mariano, um, he he's, like, this sadistic fuck who's, like, um, <laughs> like manipulating them into doing these things. Um, and then he just dies. Yeah, that was kind of shocking because it was one of those things where, like, you figure he's going to be a main point in the whole movie. And then, like, halfway through, he's, like, gone. And I'm like, oh, what happens now? And then he – they just, like, stick his body, <laughs> like, like in a side room and, and they just <laughs> leave it there. And, I mean, what what comes next is just shocking scene after shocking scene, just, like, sexual nature – 
Um, there's one scene where the sister like literally like periods on the brother's face. Like she stands above him and says, open your yeah. mouth. Um, How'd you feel about that? It's like the gaggablest gaggable thing ever. Um, yeah. Ugh, it's so disgusting. How did you yeah. feel about that? I thought it was disgusting, but I immediately thought about you watching it and how upset you were probably feeling. Because <laughs> I know how you be with the period bloods. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always always make the joke where I'm like, why the hell do you guys have periods? Just stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. I laugh every time. <laughs> um, so th- this is one of those films where... It is clearly an art house film, uh, very pretentious. Some people might say, uh, style over substance. There's not a lot of explanation into what's going on. And I believe I've brought this up on the podcast before that I'm okay with all that. As long as I think that the director or the writer has ideas to what is going on in their head. They they know what they're trying to symbolize. They know what they're trying to be metaphorical about. They know what the underarching thing is going on in this film. Um, do you feel that is the case with this one? Or do you think it is shock value for shock value, random scene of, for random scenes, you know, no purpose or direction, just I'm going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks? Um... With this particular movie, I did kind of get the shock value vibe. Like, from the first half up until the guy died, like, I kind of felt like there was sort of a story being pieced together. But then, like, the second half, like, I literally could not make a story or, like, plot out of anything that was going on. So, I don't know. I just felt, I don't know. I didn't really think he was... The way much, but like shocking stuff. One of the Go things on. that I interpreted from the film, and I can be completely off base, but my theory on what is going on is drug culture related. Like, I feel like these are two like teenage junkies who like found this other junkie, and he has like some sort of um, drug that is probably some sort of psychedelic drug. And because he does have like a dropper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So he has this dropper and he's like dropping things into his mouth or whatever. And I believe both of the other two use the dropper as well. Yeah. So I, I, I start to think that A, this could be some sort of street drug that is new or some sort of street drug that is um like from the f- like a futuristic type thing like the the new drug you know and yeah. you know this could be set you know partially into the future and um all of this is just the product of this wild hallucinate hallucinations and this psycho um active substance and this like cuz it it gets very like the film even has like a cannibalistic orgy, uh, yeah, in the, in the late parts of the film, um, mm-hmm. and it's really the only logical way to explain some of the things that are happening. That it's like, oh, it's just an acid trip. Like there is just, um, it is just, it's just all hallucinogenic type of scenes, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I feel even, you on that. The, it has like, um, like Argento style lighting where mm-hmm. there's no logical place where this pink color could be coming from. Like there's no, there's no neon sign in the distance or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's not existent in the real world. Um, there's no object that we see that delivers this light. So, um, it's purely for a cinematic feel, uh, which if you do take it logically, then you assume that it has to be some sort of like tripping that's going on. So that, that's the one connection that I was able to make with the film that it could be about that. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. I didn't really get the vibe that like, they were all just a bunch of junkies though. Like the kids, at least I kind of just thought like they were living in a time period where the outside world was destroyed and they like desperately needed shelter. And then they found like this guy who was just kind of like fucked up in the head, mm-hmm. but like they needed a place to stay. So they started hanging with him. And then like the dropper does make sense though, that like, like they might've been under like psychedelic drugs, but I don't, I didn't think they were like okay. going there for like that reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm with you too until the end of the film. Yeah, see, the ending of the film, I got kind of confused about <laughs> what was happening. Um, I was like, what? <laughs> I totally think that the end of the film, um, without saying anything or spoiling anything, I think that it adds to my theory, actually. Yeah. Because what kind of... I, it's hard to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand. But I think it definitely adds to my theory. And All I right. think All that right. there are a lot of things in this film that that um, are like acting on thoughts. Like, like um, I feel like a lot of what's happening could be like metaphorical because you're seeing it in a psychedelic way but what's happening actually could be something very simple but it's heightened in this psychedelic um visual sense um there was there was a there was flashes of scenes that involved like a, a child did you see that um I'm trying to remember. There's like a kid, like a like, child, was it... like a little girl, like and I, I like can't... a little. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, what you're talking about. Was that about. suggesting yeah. that like somebody that she was like molested or something? Like I, I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. I kind of got that. Yeah, I could kind of see that vibe too. I really was. I'm not too sure, but I do remember what you're talking about. But yeah, I feel like that might have been what they were trying to imply. Yeah. But Yeah, it, it's definitely uh. a very odd movie. Um mm-hmm. I personally uh really actually liked it a lot. Um I liked like the guy, like I thought the guy was really creepy, like he actually kind of his appearance like reminded me of like Charles Manson or something like that. And I don't know, I like the beginning parts, and I like the shocking parts, just because they do man- they do successfully make me cringe. But I did have trouble finding the story, 
Like, I couldn't understand what was happening a lot of the time. But your theory about the drugs does make sense to me. Like, it could have been all psycho, uh, psychedelic stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, overall, like, it was like it was a memorable movie. Like, I'll give it that. Just not, like, I don't know, storylines. Like, that confused me. Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to, obviously. It's, uh, it's one of those things where... Like the the viewer is supposed to take what they're seeing and then have their own interpretation of what that is. Um, yeah, now the only that. problem that happens when you do that is that if there is no deeper meaning or there is nothing that the director actually intended on you to pick up on, then it becomes all for naught and pointless and stupid. Um, I do believe that the director had things to say in this film. And I do believe that even if my theory, and it's just one theory that I have, I've thought about this film a lot and I've thought about other things that it could mean. I definitely see themes of pregnancies and wombs and born again and born period going on in this, like, like the period and the yeah, way yeah. that the, they're building like the cocoon which is like obviously reminiscent of a woman's womb um the cover of the poster is uh involving that there's this relationship between siblings uh mm. there is this um it, it's almost like the the uh antagonist is reborn um again dealing with birth like i definitely think there's stuff there and then there's all this sex that's in there too and this perversion um that i feel like that means stuff but i also think that the um i i and there's actually a lot of dialogue uh that's talking about i can't remember exactly it's talking about like letting your um mind go and yeah yeah did uh and we acted on all of our thoughts and and truly like was free to free of our of holding back our thoughts and things like that that makes me think that this is um a projection of the subconscious during a um like heavy dose of hallucinogenics or or something like that um where we're Mm -hmm. seeing um what they're seeing uh along with what's actually being done like in in the real world like it's it's kind of a cool blend there i I feel like it's just a bunch of all of that in a blender and it's like here check it like think of what you can like interpret this how you will like so that's why i did kind of really like it and i actually was a little bit lower on it (laughs) at first yeah and i've actually come up because even after it being a couple weeks since i've watched this I still have been thinking about it from time to time. Uh-huh. So to me, yeah. that's the most important thing when you're coming uh, in on a film. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I actually really like the end too, because it, it turns this ending. Um, I, I would say that it is a twist ending. And um, I tried to avoid reading and hearing things about this film. But one thing that I did see um, was, uh, somebody's saying how there's multiple types of twist endings there is um like soft twists which is just a uh turn in the direction in which the film's going there's hard twists that are like m night Shyamalan twists and then there are deep twists 
which um, makes you reinterpret how the entire movie was. And uh-huh. um, your entire... It makes you rethink your interpretation of the entire movie, um, which is what this film has. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. And um, I don't know, do you have any other... Like, 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 anything else you want to say about it? Like, specific scenes or anything that that you thought were crazy or anything like that? I don't know. Like, all I all I can say is fuck you because you always have these great like interpretations of these movies. I feel like, and then like I'm just here like I don't understand what happened. <laughs> like, you always come up with these great like ideas that make the movie sound so much better than what it was when I was watching it, and like. I don't know. Like, I just found it too confusing. Like, some movies I can piece everything together, mm-hmm. but after, like, the second, like, when the second, like, half of it started, like, I kind of just was, like, I felt like I was just watching scenes of, like, pornographic, incestual yes. period. which is awesome. Fuck off. <laughs> but, but, no, look, I'll, I'll give you a little tip. When you're watching a <laughs> movie and you can tell it's one of those movies where it's like, oh, like, I'm supposed to figure all this out for myself. Yeah. Like, look at a scene and say, and say to yourself, what is that? What are they doing? What could that mm-hmm. mean? Could that mean anything else than what it is literal? You know, the literal meaning of two people rolling on the floor? Or could that be something else? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that's where you kind of open your mind to these different interpretations. Um, and it helps if you do it while watching the film. But this is a movie that if you probably go back and watch again while mm-hmm. thinking of some of these things, you might catch more things or notice different things. Um, so yeah. I think that it's, I think that it's a pretty solid flick, but um, do you want to go into ratings now? Yeah. I mean, like I did like the shock value stuff. As I said before, I thought the dude was creepy. Like once you re-explain like your theory about it, like that always kind of bumps my rating. If you can come up with like a solid story, because originally I just thought like it was just for like the shock purposes, but I mean, if the guy did have a purpose for this movie, then I got to give him credit for that to make you think. But um, I'm just one of those people who has trouble looking into deeper meanings. I guess maybe I should start rewatching movies so I can like go back and see things I missed. But anyway, I mean, I did give it a six point five out of ten. Hmm. Okay, so um, I initially was at a seven out of ten. <laughs> the more you, like, I, hey? you said, you were, you made it sound like you went so low. I thought you were gonna say like a four. Okay, but go on. No, so and, and then I started thinking about the film, and uh, after talking about the film and and it being on my mind for a while, I realized that any movie that makes me think that much about it. I love, I love those type of movies. And, um, so a lot of people I feel like who don't like this movie are instantly going to go to like, Oh, like it's pretentious and it's like this and that. And the only reason you like it is because of all the shock value and stuff. But I actually do think there's a lot of like thought provoking things in this film. And I actually do like the shock value, okay? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down with seeing some crazy shit because, like, um, anything that makes me feel something. Like, I feel uncomfortable when I see a brother and sister have sex. I feel uncomfortable <laughs> when I see, like, like period blood dripping onto this dude's face. Like, that, that makes me, 
like so sick. And to me, like, okay, yeah, uh, you don't have to have that in every movie. And I'd be very mad if it was in every movie, but every once in a while (laughs) that, that stuff is going to be something cool to see. You know what I mean? Like, um, and honestly, I like the gritty setting. Like I liked the gritty post-apocalyptic looking building that they're in. Like, I like the cocoon, like cave dwelling thing that's going on. Like, uh, I like the blood orgy at the end. Like I like all that stuff and I like the ending. Um, and most importantly, I like that it made me think a lot. And I do think that there are answers to some of the things that I have. Um, and I feel like if I watched it again, I would expand on these feelings and, and theories. And I probably would understand the film. Um, if not completely, you know, definitely, uh, more than I did on first watch. So I'm coming in with a very strong 8.5 out of 10. Damn. Yes. Yes. So I went all from right, a seven right. to a point and a half higher. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I am crazy. Yeah. I mean, shows two different type of people here. <laughs> I don't, sometimes I'm just like not in the mood to like think while I'm watching a movie, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I don't, I do know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I just have trouble searching for those deeper meanings. You know what it actually comes down to? If you look at the film and you don't feel like thinking and the, what that means is if you take a step back and really analyze the whole situation and the outcome and you look at the predetermined thoughts and the post-determined thoughts and what it all comes down to when you look away is that you're dumb as fuck. I literally knew that you were coming to that conclusion. Like, your jokes are getting so worn out. Like, you beat them to death. Like, just give it a rest. No, no, no. That was a good joke. No, no. Like, I knew, like, it was gonna... Like, I was gonna call myself dumb as fuck to get it over with. But you, of course, I had to let you take over. Uh, You know what, dude? One thing that we didn't even talk about is we went on a adventure last week. Yeah, I did want to talk about that. Well, why don't you bring these things up? I I didn't like I didn't know if we should talk about it at the beginning and then you were talking about your Mortal Kombat bullshit. So well, I, I mean, was like, you, oh, when well. we're doing pre-show and we're discussing what we're going to talk about, you could have been like, "Oh, I know one thing that we can talk about. We can talk about this." I thought you were just talking about like the, whatever. We went on a, an adventure to a drive-in that was all night and it was two nights and it was awesome. Yeah, it was really awesome. Um, so night one was which films, Carly? Um, first up was Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Which? Then it what w- did you think of that? That was pretty cool, but um, I have to say, like that night was kind of disappointing because it rained the whole time, and I it feel like I didn't. It started raining when like ten minutes into Chainsaw two. Yeah. So like and. You said it too, like the point of going to see movies like that is that you're watching them in the, like you're watching them in a drive-in. It's not like you're watching a brand new movie mm-hmm. there. It's like the experience is supposed to mean something. And that kind of like, I felt like that kind of took away from it. But I mean, it was still cool. And then next up was Motel Hell. And I don't really, I didn't really care for that movie. <laughs> um, How do you yeah, feel well, about that is, movie? Well, okay, so... um. The, the, the Chainsaw 2 I absolutely love. These are all 35mm prints, by the way. And yeah. Chainsaw 2 looked 
great on on uh, film. You know, that's an honor to be able to see a film like that on film because film is is a lost. It's it's dying. It's gone. Everything's digital now. So, so you know, chances of seeing film are on these little oddity nights like this. So to see Chainsaw Two on film, which is one of my favorite films, definitely one of my favorite sequels, uh, is truly awesome and. Um, I've always loved Chainsaw 2. I actually give Chainsaw 2 an 8.5 out of 10. What what would you rate Chainsaw 2? Um, I believe I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, and Motel Hell, um, that was actually probably the film I was looking forward to the least out of all the films. <laughs> um, I don't like Motel Hell, and I never have. People love it. It actually, when we got, when I got home after this two-day event... I looked over at my wall with the Motel Hell poster, and I was like, you know what? You're coming down, and I'm replacing you with something yeah, else. Yeah, that's phony. <laughs> because, like, I, I like the poster. Yeah. And the only reason I hung that one up versus, like, Pumpkinhead or something like that is because I did it at random. I had all of the Scream Factory posters I owned in a stack, and I just pulled one out. And, like, that's how I've been putting all of them up. I just do them at random. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, that one's coming down. I'm going to put something else in its place because... I'm just not a fan of the movie. I just I think it's kind of boring. I, I don't find it funny. Um, yeah, I found it way too goofy. Like I didn't like when you said it's got like comedy elements. I didn't think it was just gonna be straight up like the whole movie is kind of like that. Yeah, it's really silly. I, I've just never liked Motel Hell from the very first time that I watched it, and I only give that a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think I gave it like the same. Yeah, rating, but. After that is uh, good. Uh, I drink your blood from 1970. Yeah, um, how'd you feel? Well, I gotta say, uh, this one you have a kid who kills a rabid dog and sucks its blood out and puts it in meat pies for the hippies that are staying in the area, and they turn into rabid hippies. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually really like this one. I did fall asleep a few... I nodded off a few times. I'm not going to lie. Um, but from what I was seeing, I really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, it was really gross. Like, how, like, the kid injects these meat pies like, with the blood. Like, meat pies sound gross. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's what I was going to say. Like, the meat pies in general are gross-looking food, and then they're eating them with blood in them. And then, like... There's this huge ass scene of them just eating it and making these stupid fucking chewing noises, and like that's the most annoying sound in the world to me. Yeah, I hate. Like, I literally wanted to leave. Chewing noises. Excuse me. I said, yeah, I hate people that make annoying chewing noises. Listen, don't even talk. (laughs) Like, I want to kill you so much all the time when you eat. So, did you? What did you give? I drink your blood. Um. I'll look it up right now. I had it written down. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, pretty solid. Pretty solid watch. I want to pick up the um, Grindhouse releasing Blu-ray version. Um, that's a pretty cool release, and I definitely want to mm-hmm. scoop that up. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Huh. All right, so not too much different. And then the final film yeah. was what? Deranged. 1974. Uh, this is a film that's based on Ed Gein. What did you mm-hmm. think of Mr. Ezra Cobb in Deranged? Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, 
he did a good job of being like, you know, a normal dude that no one suspects of anything, even if he's being obvious that he's crazy. Like, they're just like, oh, he's just a normal dude over there. Like, he wouldn't harm a fly. And, yeah, I'd never seen this movie before. And I like how it really is, like, the story of that guy. So it's almost like they combine Psycho and Texas Chainsaw and put it all into one movie and make a true story out of Ed Gein. So I thought it was pretty cool. I gave it a 7.5. Ed Gein is my second favorite serial killer, uh, right behind Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, Ed Gein is really interesting. He he didn't kill a whole lot of people. He was just like an old dude who like had a little bit of mommy issues and, and stuff like that. I, I really like how they put this film together and it has that like sleazy grindhouse, like seventies feel too. Um, yeah. So I, I really like that. I, I've always liked this movie, but this was uh, a highlight for me of, of night number one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I give it an eight out of 10. So uh, yeah. after that, we actually drove back to a hotel. Um, did I drive back? I drove back, huh? You did. Good for um, you. It was like 40 <laughs> minutes. It was like 30 or 40 minutes away from the drive-in, but it was still mm-hmm. faster than the hour and 25 minutes back home. Plus, we got a discount um, at the hotel because we work at a hotel. Yeah. Um, and man, dude, I got to say, I was I, that hotel was lame as hell. Like, it's the same brand of hotel that we work at. And we are so much better than them. Yeah. Like, it was nicely designed, but, like, you just got the vibe that no one knew what they were doing who worked there or cared as much. Yeah. Like, your bed had a blood stain in it. I don't... Let's... I don't think it was blood. I think it was probably just, like, you know... Red plus stain in bed. No, it was... (laughs) Anyway, that wasn't fair, because you kind of, like, just claimed that to be my bed yeah i called without, dibs on the call, other one that you call no dibs you were just like oh i found the blood-stained bed first so that gets to be yours <laughs> um I, it was funny because i looked over and you were like sleeping like on the very edge because like <laughs> one of the things i was so not, pissed <laughs> we're not really allowed to complain like we she could have asked for a new duvet but um you know, because we get this discount, like we know the ins and outs of how hotels work, so we're not really allowed to cause a fuss about something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you could have asked for a different one, but you decided to just use Dude, the sheet. <laughs> putting those on takes up time, and I just wanted to sleep. Like I didn't want to do work like at a freaking hotel when I'm on like a little mini vacation. <laughs> and their their hotel sucked. Like in terms of the channels on the TV, like yeah, they had like seventy channels. And they were all garbage. I ended up watching Forensic Files. Because oh, and there were straight up on. boogers on the shower curtain. Yeah, dude. that was that. I didn't even use the shower curtain. I just let the water fall all over the floor. And I was like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. There shouldn't be boogers all over my shower curtain then. <laughs> um, but at, so we woke up the next morning. We, we actually stupidly did that, by the way. We woke up at like 11 after going mm-hmm. to sleep at like 7. Yeah. I didn't realize how little hours we actually slept. Yeah. It was like four hours. Yeah. And you were like, well, we're up now. Might as well explore this nice town that we're in. Yeah. So we we did float around. And actually, I wish you didn't get sick because there was actually a lot of cool stuff to explore. 
there was all these like pawn shops and and different things and we bought some like there was all these vhs everywhere like carry and stuff we didn't buy any of it like we bought a couple dvds i just think that the morale was down it was also kind of rain it started thunderstorming and stuff um so that that was a little little sucky yeah yeah but I'm sorry that I ruined your time. No, I, the time wasn't ruined. It's just like you got to admit that we. If it, I think the rain really set the tone, right? Like it, yeah, it was like that ruined my whole day. Like I thought it was going to do that all night again, and I was going to cry. Yeah, but. we we made bad choices. Like we went and ate Chinese, which was dumb. We um, didn't bring a cooler originally, so we had all these depressing drinks that were warm. They were like hot at a certain point. Yeah, we we totally <laughs> went in ill prepared. We had like crappy six dollar chairs. Um, I bought those chairs. <laughs> they were really uncomfortable. I bought the one for you. That's <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and then we went to night two. Um, I, I do want to go back to that town next year. Maybe I don't know if we can find a hotel closer to the drive in. It's actually not actually not even next year. It's five months from now that we'll be doing this again. You know what's interesting? That's actually like one of the most dangerous towns apparently, like in this like state. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just Robin like pointed it out and then like someone on I looked on the internet the next day I saw like a list of only in your state dot com and like it was like on this like top ten list and I was like, geez, it's such a like quiet area. Yeah, that's crazy because I walk around like I'm the hardest dude out there too. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm nothing that shit doesn't phase me dog uh, <laughs> but no i didn't feel uncomfortable or anything like that yeah like me I neither felt, I I felt, just... we were just walking around like the main ta- main street of the town like checking out these pawn shops and shit yeah um but yeah i, I mean their mall was weak like it was I, like it was fun like it is neat to explore like a different area and things like that but then we ended up back for day two of the drive-in and there's this guy next to us he drove all the way from new jersey which was like six hours um and we parked next to him both days and he like stayed there like he didn't go to a hotel or anything like he slept in his car and stuff and like mm-hmm. it just seemed miserable but he was like pretty happy to do it yeah he was like i think he said he was friends with the guy who runs the show there yeah. so yeah. and he he was all alone too. He said he brings his family, but they couldn't come this year, so that's dedication. Yeah, yes. Um, I felt bad that he had to drive six hours back, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, but anyway, so uh, we start and I, when we get there, I feel awful. Like I don't feel good. I'm hot, and like it's like it's like really humid because it had rained there, um, but it, the sun was shining real hard, so it was like. I was really uncomfortable. I changed into a white shirt and shorts, which by the way, there's like nowhere to change in there. And, yeah. um, cause like the bathroom is disgusting and, and like, you know, um, <laughs> and you don't want to like insult somebody by like just stripping down when there's like a few kids around and stuff. So <laughs> it's like really hard to find a place to change. Um, anyway, we, uh, I started feeling a little bit better and then child's play started and it instantly made me happy. Like that was my favorite experience of the whole night. I really like re, um, I guess noticed how amazing child's play is. Yeah. That was my favorite movie too. And like, I didn't, you even said like you forgot that it ends with that like still frame of the little boy just looking back and like I forgot that too and for some reason that actually like gave me chills like still frames like that are kind of creepy to me and like 
it wasn't raining at all, so the quality was really good. So I really loved seeing that movie. That was like a perfect movie to see in a drive-in. Yeah, and it and it and it it actually was like the perfect atmosphere too because um the movie's set around uh like Christmas technically. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and it's in Chicago, so it's really cold and stuff. And um it was also very breezy and cold outside where we was at. So it like to me like that was the perfect film to watch during then. Um, yeah. Oddly enough, Child's Play Two had actually was supposed to be set on Christmas, but they decided against it last minute. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I loved that experience, and it made me like appreciate Child's Play so much more. Like the movie yeah. is scary; it's played straightforward. Um, it's like mysterious, and it's just a good movie. And and the climax is really cool too. Mm-hmm. Um. And I give Child's Play a 9 out of 10. Me too, actually. 9 out of 10. Yeah, I could even come up a little bit higher, maybe. Like, uh, But I loved it. It was so good. Uh, and after that, we watched Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1974. Um, this actually had the worst print out of all of them. Uh, Child's Play print, print was great, by the way. But uh, this had the worst print. I actually liked that it was a terrible print because I felt like they were all so perfect that it almost didn't feel like you were watching these old ass movies. But like, and, um, I've seen, I've only seen black Christmas once before and I liked it at the time, but like, I felt like I needed to give it a rewatch to really appreciate it. And that was probably my second favorite experience because like the, it's got another one of those endings that gave me chills so yeah, yeah that's one, cool. that's one of Moods' favorite endings of all time. It's mm-hmm. actually really neat because um, Black Christmas. I feel like if you watch it, like the first time you see it, you might just find it boring. You have to be yeah, in a yeah. mood to watch Black Christmas. If you're in a mood, it could come off really scary and like yeah, really I would like, agree. creepy and like just a cool movie. Um, Black Christmas is a classic for a reason. Uh, it's considered one of the very first slashers. It's you know, predates Halloween. It's yeah. definitely an influence for John Carpenter. Uh, I, I like the movie. It didn't have like as much of a Christmas vibe to me, unfortunately. Um, but I will say that like, it, it I, it, I didn't like the print being orange like that. Like I, like I, it yeah. kind of took me out, out of it a little bit. I'm glad you liked it. Um, that print is, uh, not a great print and that actually is similar to the print that um halloween it has like the same like orange effect over it that mm-hmm. uh you know from being aged or whatever that when i seen halloween at that same drive-in um yeah that had so uh i didn't i didn't love the print but i still came in at 8.5 out of 10 on black christmas i think i actually came in with the same rating yeah as well on that one yeah uh, so. And then there technically are two more movies, but we only stayed for one more, which was Madman from 1980. Uh, yeah. Or uh, 82, rather. Yeah, yeah. And you'd never seen Madman or Madman Mars before, right? No, I had not. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, I I will say, like, the characters are probably... Like, the victims being hunted down are probably, like, the lamest group of characters I've ever seen in a slasher movie. Like, I hated all of them. 
But um, the killer, like, I thought was probably the creepiest. Sla- like, slashers don't really creep me out. They're more fun for me. And I was actually creeped out by this movie. So hmm, I really, cool. I, yeah, and the atmosphere was cool, too. It was, like, dark a lot of the movie. Like, you know, it's honestly, like in the woods. The best way to see this movie is probably the way you've seen it at, at a drive-in. Because if you see it at home, it's just a little, it's like, I guess it's, it does, like, it helps that you've seen it in the drive-in because it, it, um, you don't care as much about, like, the time that you're wasting watching it on DVD because it's kind of like a basic slasher. But to see it for the first mm-hmm. time at a drive-in, it kind of adds, like, another, like, quality to it. Yeah, um, I understand that. You, you have actual atmosphere where you're mm-hmm. at. You're out. And it's kind of like in the woods even, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what creeped me out. And it was, um, like, the last one we watched before driving back. And I was like, oh, this is spooky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Madman Mars is kind of creepy too. But um, I don't really like Ma- Madman that much. Uh, it's okay, but I, I'm not a huge fan. What did you rate it? I gave that one an eight. That might be a little bit of a high rating, but I mean, for you might like you said, my experience was good. Madman an eight. Um, but wait, I, wait, what'd you say? I said you might be the only person in the world that's rated Madman. Right? <laughs> I probably got a little happy there. Like, well, I, that's good I see though. That's, that's cool that you liked it that much. I see what you're saying. How like if I watched that at home, I would probably be very annoyed by like wasting my time because like I did not like the characters that much, but the experience was pretty cool. So. So the last one that uh, I mean, I gave it a six point five out of ten, <laughs> and uh, the last film that was shown was Trick or Treat from nineteen eighty six. I had I never seen it, I probably would have stuck it out. Um, but I literally watched Trick or Treat last October uh, for the twenty two shots show, so it was so fresh in my head. I really didn't. Feel, I was so tired from that not much sleep i was already falling asleep in madman and we had like an hour and a half drive ahead of us um plus once we finished that drive i actually had like a 25 minute drive clear (laughs) back to my house so um it was like it was gonna take me like two hours before i got to go to sleep so i was just like you know um i think i think that i think we did we did well we did yeah. well because we stayed. We watched seven of the eight films, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. That second night was so much better, in my opinion. I know, I know. I I pray to God. At least we know in September it won't rain. But the, unfortunately, they show so many like bad movies in September. They're they're more mm-hmm. about like the they're, they're like fifties and and sixties like B movies. Like yeah, C not movies. even good. Yeah, but but I did hear that they. <laughs> It I, they might be doing like a little bit better because <clears throat> one of the films that they're doing apparently is like um, I seen they posted on the Facebook page is one of the most influential sci-fi films of the fifties. So I'm thinking it could be like uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers or like Them or something, which both of those movies are really good. Yeah, so, that'd be cool to see. Yeah, so I'm hoping that it's like a fifties, sixties like like sci-fi extravaganza or something like that you know yeah i wouldn't mind that actually i'd actually <laughs> want to sit through that and next year hopefully i'm gonna get an interview with the guy that puts it all together because he said that he would um so that's oh. cool that's cool and uh yeah so that that was our experience i had a, i had fun even though like at the time you're kind of miserable at certain points like looking <laughs> back on it i always think that i had a blast 
Because you only yeah, remember were... the shit that's cool. You don't remember the stuff that sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was a lot of cool stuff going on. Like, I figured we were going to have some bad times since that was the first time we went for, like, both nights, know, too. And that was, like, a big... Like, I knew it's kind of one of those weird things where it's, like, we stay up all night both nights, so... And we didn't sleep enough, so... Of course, we're going to be a little bit, miser- bit miserable, but yeah, the especially since the last night was so good, like it kind of eliminated all the bad memories. Yeah, and you know what? Next year, we'll go more prepared. Every year, it seems like we're going a little bit more prepared. Um, so th- this will actually be the fourth time in September. It'll be the fourth time that we've done this. Yeah. But it'll be Great. my fifth time because <clears throat> yeah. I went one time before I knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, really excited, really, really excited to do that in September. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, uh, and you know what? <clears throat> uh, I think that I think that we're gonna start hitting the theater more. Um, we've we've already missed like so much that I think we need to get back on track because last year we went real hard. Yeah, and the movies we saw like two shitty ones in theaters too so far. No, so. Bye Bye Man was great. No, 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 that was shit. And then rings, like it kind of killed my vibe for the theater, and I want to get back into that. You know. I know. Well, we're seeing Alien uh, coming up here. I hope that's like a movie. It's that already I can getting get positive reviews, so that's one good thing. Yeah. yeah. Rings wasn't getting any positive reviews. <laughs> rings was so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to get to get going to go to school here soon, and Damn, yeah. I got to go edit my podcast and get everything ready. Um, and we'll yeah. see you guys uh we'll see you guys next time with another episode episode 10 so, yeah 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 uh, later got a dm from a teenage beauty wants me to come to a spot and watch goonies so i slip me a roofie then slid my dick in a slippery booty rolled up some reefer on the lower back while i beat that beaver in the bedroom theater pulled it out of her ass wiped off on my t-shirt she want red wine and dinner bitch you getting red vines and Twizzlers, soft porn, cock in the popcorn, show some respect. Robocop song, blew me till the teeth hurt. Bust two nuts, that's a double feature. Who would have thunk it? Netflix, the new cowboy for fucking. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Baby, I'm for real. I won't pull out if you want to pill. Baby, what's the deal? You wanna watch Netflix and chill? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Baby, I'm for real. I won't.